0: Salam and welcome to our podcast Muslims on Fire Stories from ordinary Muslims doing extraordinary things With your host Maruf Dear listener Based on many requests from our listeners, we are launching a Muslims on Fire Academy. It's for those who want to do more than just listening. It's for those who not only want to be inspired, but to be one of the Muslims on Fire as well. It's for those who want to discover their purpose in life, follow their dreams, and live in prosperity. If this is you, join us for a journey of a lifetime. The introduction course is free. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com
1: Hey, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the show, Muslims on Fire, and I'm your host, Maruf. Today I have a brother from U.S., Chicago. He's the founder of zakat.org and one of the largest organizations when it comes to, you know, collecting zakat and distributing in, the, in those places in need. Without further ado, I want to welcome my brother, brother Halil. alaikum brother Halil. Welcome to the show.
2: alaikum brother Halil. Thank you. Thank you for inviting.
1: It's a pleasure. As we were discussing before, one of the things we have common, I guess, common accessories. You are originally Turk, right? I am originally Uzbekistan, so we have uh, we are closer bond there. Alhamdulillah. So tell us your story, brother Halil. Were you born in the US or you were born in Turkey? How did it happen? Just let's No, I was go born back. in Turkey actually. Okay. Okay. I was
2: born in Turkey. I was so I graduated from the from the high school institute of Urfa that's southeastern Turkey, at the Syrian border. Okay. So Urfa has the largest refugees almost in the world probably we have around 600,000 refugees now in urfa wow. i know this because of the work that we do so i was bor- born there um, after graduating from high school i moved to switzerland so i graduated from university of basel switzerland
1: i see i see so yeah if you don't asking like you know sometimes when we look back at history especially our childhood there are sometimes we see the connecting dots like when you look back today to our childhood you know it could be school time even before what are the memories, what are things that comes to your mind, what do you think that shaped you who you are as of today? If you look back to those all those years back, what would you say?
2: Well, um I think because we grow up in very harsh life, so as a farmer, so you start working when you are a, a small kid, so mm-hmm. seven, eight years old, you wow. start working. And the life, uh, life, you know, it's also not very easy. You have to help family. And we were, you know, as a farmer family, helping, the, you know, my, my parents, mm-hmm. taking care of the goats and taking care of the cow and so forth and so on. You, you grow up in this culture, teaches you, uh, you know, care and share, teaches mm-hmm. you, responsibility when you are young. So mm-hmm. taking care of something that brings you responsibility. So you're responsible for when you're six, seven years old, feeding the, ki- feeding the, um, the chicken. So evening before you take the chicken <laughs> to their bed or sending the tree to sleep, you have to feed them, right? You and see. morning, early, you have to feed them. And that, um, that culture of giving and caring, you know, starts um, start with a small age. Mm-hmm. and then when you while you while you grow up you learn also you know you have to be grateful because there is always people have less than you mm-hmm. and then that brings even when you are a farmer when you do you know when you see poor people beggar coming and so you have to give them tomatoes you have to give them cucumbers whatever you have in in farm right okay. and teaches you that sharing culture and i think you know these memories build who i am so giving and sharing and caring uh, was part of my upbringing I see. in that culture.
1: Okay, that's very interesting. So you come up from a farmer family. Like, how many kids were you in your family? And you were the eldest, you were in the middle, or um, the
2: we are we are six siblings, and I, I was in the middle.
1: Okay, you're in the middle. So tell me this, brother Halil. That so you come uh, from ordinary, you know, uh, farmer family in Urfa. And Urfa, I have not been there, but I've been to other places to Turkey, Alhamdulillah. But all I know about Urfa is the kebab, Urfa kebab, and another kebab. And Urfa is (laughs) famous for his kebab. But so I just want to understand. So from this family comes, Alhamdulillah, you had with good ethics, working hard. But you mentioned That later in your life you moved to Zurich. It doesn't happen overnight. So what was going behind there? If you go deep down a little bit.
2: Well, you know nineteen nineteen 1970s, when we grew up it was a, a turmoil in the world, a political turmoil yeah. all around the world you ha- you have uh, you know these liberation liberation movements that you know and, and the socialist movement was very powerful at okay. that time and you know the political political awakening in our societies or mm-hmm. the question that we we were asking ourselves bring uh, you know in while we were student in school we grow up start reading the books and questioning the the our environment mm-hmm. and always seeking for better what is it that we can do and the poverty what is it that we can do bring bring a joy and and uh, justice to the to the society i see uh, what is it that we can do and all these human being is very interesting you know start questioning while well, you start questioning which is part of islam islam start always questioning right absolutely so islam teaches you cr- critical thinking Islam is very, you know, it's probably a religion that uh, only religion, in fact, start with Iqra, read. So uh, encourage encourage his followers to read, even though Muslims barely read anything. But, you know, the Quran starts with it, reading. And yeah. that reading and, and reading and questioning environment and questioning what's going on brought me in a, in a, in a moment where I, I used to read a lot of books. So whatever comes, I, I, I start reading. And that reading, eventually I, I could find my way, understand my environment better and try to be a responsible human being, I see. contribute whatever I can.
1: You know, I really like about your family, even from the beginning, you, you mentioned uh, this hard work ethics and being grateful for what you have and sharing with the community. There were the like core lessons of a human being. I just would like to know that, so like during those times, like, you know, I think what happens around mid-teenages, like 15, 16, up to 19 so as human beings we begin to ask questions like purpose of life meaning of life why are we here etc was that yes. going on with you as well if if so yes. how did you cope with that yes <laughs> yes
2: well um my old uh, you know my older brother may Allah be pleased with him he he passed away he was a diplomat yeah, turkish me. diplomat I in mean. uzbekistan oh mashallah he okay I mean. in uzbekistan he used to talk to me about invite me to touch Kent and all oh, this so so he he has a group of friends they were intending to open a open a organization, a youth organization mm-hmm. and uh a, a Turkish nationalist organization. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have place. One of the one of the things they do, you know, when all the you open the organization you start um you start gathering the books, cre- creating a library. So mm-hmm. he was intending or they were intending to create a library. Since they didn't have place to take, so they brought all these books in, in our house. So because these books were in our house, I was fascinated. I will read these books. And my mom, and remember, we, you know, most of the time we didn't have electricity. Wow. And I have, to, I have to get these um, you artificial know, lights in one room. <laughs> I have to actually buy candle. Always read, uh, you know. But you know, because we all sleep in one room, so you, you know, they they say you know turn off the light and you know you're disturbing us your to sleep. <laughs> candle, so they can go sleep. Yeah. But I will buy these candles and read these books. So uh, hundreds of books that they brought in our house. So I read all all these books, whatever they were, and then I read. I fall asleep, You know, I fall uh, in love with the history books. Some of these books that I read, I still remember and I'm fascinating by. Once when you start reading and then reading becomes easy, then you start reading very, very heavy books and, and philosophy and so forth and so on. So I think that library that, you know, by just by, I don't know, by Allah's will, that library built in my house also, you know, encouraged me to read and eventually become who I am, actually. The books, obviously,
1: you know. The yeah. books opens a portal to the different different worlds of the other people, right? I guess it will take you to places the faster than light, yeah. I guess. That's amazing. Yes. Okay. That sounds good. So, so I think uh, you said, you mentioned that you later came to Zurich, and somehow today you live in Chicago, U.S. So what happened in between? We'd like to get your story on that as well. How did you end up in the U.S., and what did you, when did you come to the U.S., and on what terms, and how what, was it? You know, I lived in,
2: in, in, in not in Zurich, in Basel. So. In, we end up in, in Basel, and then at the ba- Basel, you know, I studied at the Basel University. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, there are a lot of Turks and Turkish, um, you know, community there. That's right. So, at that time, we didn't have a lot of intellectuals. We didn't have a lot of people that, you know, even speak German well. So, we're very limited. And mostly, mostly you know, these uncles were coming from villages and towns to mm-hmm. Europe, you know, looking for a job of sure. better life and the invitation of the German government and so we try to mobilize our you know our community by opening the Turkish culture centers, by opening, you know, uh, Islamic centers, mm-hmm. so so that we don't lose our youth, we keep them in in tradition and teach them the language and sure. tradition and 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 goodness of our culture. And uh, I was activist and also same time looking for social justice. So uh, while well, you student, um, you have enough time. So enough time bring you bring you with uh, you know in contact with a lot of people who who thinking like you. So mm-hmm. I get to know a lot of students around the world from latin america to africa and then you know from the east i get to know a lot of people later on become very famous in the world, you know, to become leader of the liberation movement and so forth, so on. Some of them present mm-hmm. in in Europe and the student environment. So when, uh, you know, when we were doing all these work, obviously, you know, mobilized, we were able to mobilize our, um, you know, our community I see. and almost there is no, no, com- no community in Europe. Probably either I didn't visit or I didn't, you know, I was invited to speak or I didn't, you know, I have a classes, so, you know, I try to keep just just make sure i spend my time developing our community and i think you know most of the community our communities appreciate you know uh, young people that in europe spending their time building future for them and for their children so Many communities you visit today, you know, all the way from Bremerhaven, Germany, to Swiss border. Probably I visited most of these communities and and helped them, you know, to at least have a weekend school. For example, one one I was when when we were active, we were making sure um, each center has a library. Mm -hmm. Each center has a small prayer hall so they can, you know, Mm -hmm. keep, but each center also has a weekend school and to keep, 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 you know, teaching them.
0: Childhood Questions are sponsored by Ali Huda. Ali Huda is a video on demand streaming platform for Muslim children where they can watch cartoons and shows while learning about Islam the fun way. If you are a Muslim parent, this will be one of your best investments. Visit www.alihuda.com for a seven-day free trial. Now back to the show.
2: Teaching their children uh, the values that we live by.
1: Sure. So I think
2: you know our contribution, our generation contributed that to the uh, Turkish community in, in Europe. And mm-hmm. most people probably don't know. But do appreciate what we did for the Turkish community. Yeah, you're right. So that was the life in in, in, in Europe.
1: Yeah, even today in Denmark and, I, I see this moons mashallah. I mean I just want to ask you so how old were you? This this what, what age were you? I want to would like to know.
2: I I think like to you know, I was probably so I was twenty three probably. I see. I Between mean during 20, this age so, during this
1: age during this age most of the guys they just worried about themselves i don't know doing what they like doing and getting married i don't know whatever but you are thinking yeah, yeah. about the communities so i just understand why w- w- what is what what makes you tick you know that's what i want to understand and share with the listeners tell me what is the secret no, behind it's
2: very, it yeah well very very simple actually we intend to change we intend to change our communities and societies to over better so to address we came as i said at the beginning young idealist so we I were see. young idealists try to bring really how can we make make you know community better keep them and then our dream was the turkish community will go back home i we see miscalculated. have we not miscalculated and i owe that turkish community those, those listeners will will understand you know in, in 80s and so the work that we were doing always hoping that turkey will you know we will go back home
1: mm, one so day. going
2: back home that's why the German used to call us, you know, uh, German used to call us the um, gas so mm-hmm. the, the gas workers, right? gas, workers, yeah. gas lab- labor. So gas labor. One day I was at the sociology institute in Switzerland. So development uh, minister of Germany was our guest speaker. And then he, he repeatedly say you're guest, 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 guest. I eventually stand up and say, you know, Mr. Minister, I have a question. To be guest in your house, how many days actually <laughs> I am allowed to be guest? Like one week, two weeks, one month, two months, one year. These people have been here like 10 20, 30 years, some yeah. of them. So we start coming 1955 and all the way to today, and we are now 1983. Thirty years, some of Turks and are You considering still gas? So that's, mm. I mean, it doesn't make know, sense <laughs> because we we were uh, you know thinking also we are a gas star by t- turning back to Turkey you know, the the Turkey will develop and so forth so on. We did not think developing, you know, our community and preparing, becoming a part of Europe, actually, Mm. uh, part of Europe education. So even though we all were students at universities, that's why you know they they needed us whenever they need you know a translator. They whenever they need a go to doctor. Whenever there is an issue, you need a, a, a translator. Mm-hmm. So half of my day will go just translating for people wow. their papers. So even now I go to Switzerland, people and people bring me say, "Oh, you, you, Abbe, Abbe, you, I'm glad you are here." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that that was that was you know uh, we were very active to building our community. So I we see. didn't see us as. We didn't see us as a young, uh, lost, uh, or you know, aimless uh, people. We you didn't were have time because you,
1: you were busy with serving community, against Yeah, inshallah.
2: yeah, yeah. We were, we were very idealist. So week my weekends are very busy. Many times the professor would catch me sleeping in because I left probably... Friday afternoon, travel all these cities, I mobilizing, see. working, Kung Fu school, you know, the sports centers and so forth, and, so on, and come back Monday morning and go to school. And what do you do? You are tired. You drive yeah. all, all night <laughs> to read Basel. So we were, we were very idealist people, try to make a world better place. So we didn't it's have all... time for silly stuff.
1: <laughs> That's an that's amazing lesson for all of us, I guess. So you have to get your... Okay, so in Zurich, that's your 20s. You finish your school, I, I mean, the education. So you stayed in Zurich or you moved to another country? What happened there?
2: No, I, in Basel. So in I, Basel, in, yeah. I stayed in Basel, yeah. I taught also, you know, I taught um, in, in Basel, actually. I taught uh, for adults' um, classes, Ibn Khaldun Sociology. I taught Wow, history. Amazing. Yeah, so Ibn Khaldun is my, my you know he's the founder of sociology he's founder of the uh, historiography yeah. he's a, a brilliant mind uh, muslim world knows about him very little thanks to west and western western philosophers we learn about ibn khaldun his his book mm-hmm. muqaddimah what yeah. era. Uh, but he's, he's he's i mean he's the probably founder of the sociology and and so forth and so, on. so um, i taught his classes um, uh-huh. I mean classes of Ibn Khaldun circle, circle theory, and then you know my wife, she's from from United States. Mm-hmm. She she told me that you know let's go to United States and you finish. Uh, your English will be better and then we stay and you will finish your master mm. since you are intending to complete your PhD. In that way, you know, your time will not be wasted. And also you will you will learn also United States the opportunities because United States was, you know, has has been a superpower for a very long time mm. and to learn about the culture and also very very interesting place for the sociologist. So you have history a history of these these minorities that came here and, and build an empire.
1: Absolutely. The only
2: country in the world where the immigrants build a superpower, right? Yeah. The only country. We all are immigrants. Actually yeah. nothing bind each other to us to each other except being in this country and being you know living in same land mm-hmm. and uh, this is fascinating for for a sociologist so i thought you know and probably spending some time so that's why i follow my wife I see. came here okay but so hey, when, when was the time 2000s two two
1: uh, right, or 19, 1990s or when was it
2: uh, well closer closer almost 2000 but 1997
1: i, I see See. Yeah. Okay, so you come directly to Chicago and start working. Yes. You f- continue your studies, I guess, right? As a master, so you started yes, I, studying I was
2: at the university. I complete my master. Alhamdulillah, I complete, mm-hmm. complete my master just before the applied the PhD. I start. Uh, then actually, while we were intending to turn back, and then September 11 happened, oh. and the Muslim community here was. Uh, you know, under very pressure, a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and then I told myself, you know, I have a lot of experience with the interfaith, to mobilizing community, so I mm-hmm. better stay here a little longer, I see. help our community to 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 go through that that sure. phase. So you
1: were trying to, you plan to go back to Turkey or Basel?
2: No, actually, I was going to go.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I see, I see. For so that's what 9/11 happened, and that's why the so the Zakat Foundation was founded 2001. Yes, yeah. is it? I see. See, yes. let's make, let's explain it. I see. So tell us this. Look, there are a lot of uh, there are. I mean, you know what we see is that trend. As there are, Alhamdulillah, there are more and more Muslim young generation. Do you want to entrepreneurs? Do you want to study? Do you want to see create something meaningful with their life? And and I think one of these interviews will be like also inspiration. I just want to understand building a company is already hard enough. Building a charity, <laughs> it's on a different level. You you know the headaches better than anyone, I guess and uh, i just want to understand how does one start a charity where do you start
2: you know charity or or your your businesses is the same few part of it that essential that you have to have sure one is your determination absolutely two is your hard work mm-hmm. and your energy and three your pure intention. Ikhlas.
1: Ikhlas, ikhlas, so
2: yeah. yeah. So these three are necessary for any success. Mm-hmm. So there is no other way. If you wanna build Google, that's what the people go and read any business people, read the Chobani yogurt is the most famous yogurt in mm-hmm. the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. You know Hamdi Hamdi is is uh, also yep. from from Turkey. That's true. Right? So, Hamdi's, Ham, read the Hamdi's life. You can find out that two years, literally, he slept in the company that he tried to build. Inshallah. So, and, you know, eventually affected his life. You know, he got divorced and so forth. And so forth. why? Because he need a lot of work. So there is no other. T- Building charity is the same thing. So my, you know, our community here, we live in a, one of the largest Muslim community in the United States. i yeah. very active. Chicago is very active. The Muslim community, we have around 400,000 Muslims. We have 160 or more masjids and, and Islamic centers. And so very dynamic. We have a lot of schools. Mm-hmm. And the community witness how, you know, how we work hard. I mean, you know, every single day and ongoing, sometimes 10, 15 hours, yeah, right? Wherever, wherever we need it, we show up. Wherever we have to participate, we show up. And the community realizes and recognizes your, your strength and mm-hmm. that is where the organization grow obviously everything we are muslim we believe and also i think our christian brothers and sisters and jewish brothers and sisters will will verify the same things. you you do believe that you know the the merciful hand of the god almighty and mm-hmm. does help you to build so your intention is good what do i do i'm a fundraiser i go to mosque i mm-hmm. tell people about the program that we do mm-hmm. That is my effort. But then somebody that I never heard of it, and he never heard of it, and he talked to, listened to Maru, Maruf's radio in other side of the world. He listened to Maruf's radio, and he says, wow, this is a great job. And then he decided to pick one of our projects and support that project, mm-hmm. and that is mercy of God. I didn't put any effort in that. That mm-hmm. is, you know, reward of the salihat. The good action, your good behavioring brought that barakat, that blessing, mm-hmm. that that person heard about it and come. And that blessing is very important also. How that comes? With your good, good intention, with your ikhlas. So your, your intention that you're doing these, even in businesses. When you do businesses, ikhlas in businesses that you know, you promise yourself, you will never cheat you promise yourself you will never lie you mm-hmm. promise yourself you will never sell any wrong product mm-hmm. that you know even though as you know in the United States we we deal with this every single day mm-hmm. so you have this business that there is no moral no ethic not no values literally based on the on the corruption from A to Z so that play very serious roles. Your intention is very important. I see. Start at and a, intention, start
1: at absolutely. Intention is like no doubt about it. This is where it, everything starts, right? A class, and you said you also the hard work. You said I agree. So when you say determination, I just this is what I want like to dig dive a little bit because you see you mentioned the business and charity, the this the building a legacy, a company that, that goes beyond all those years is not easy. It it requires a lot of hard work. The question is, what keeps you going? What's the motivation? What is the, like, look, when you wake up in the morning, what makes you looking forward to wake up in the morning and go to job? That's the question for... Many listeners, listeners, listening, and you want to start something great. It may seem really, really hard because in the beginning, everything seems hard, right? But you have to start. So, what keeps you no. going?
2: You know, most important things I think is that you look for the purpose of life. Mm-hmm. Why, why are you here? Why are you in this world? Mm-hmm. What your 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 place in this this uh, universe?
1: Absolutely. Look
2: at look at look at the moon. Look at look at the the Milky Way's. Look at the. Uh, billions of the stars that going on right the black black holes and so what is your role in these oceans of the creation so when you take your role and what you intend to live what you intend to spend your time with Mm -hmm. time is life so how are you intending to spend your life? So you make, for example, you make sure I have I have a habit. Every morning after Fajr, I will read all the way to today. And, you know, my wife and my family knows. So I have uh, one hour reading every day. For after always. Fajr, mashallah. Right, always. Always.
1: What do you read about?
2: Well, you know, I, I read obviously, you know, the things that are relevant and important okay. for me, but I read almost all, all kind of books. Yesterday I have, you know, Harvard Business. I have to read an Article sure. about uh, about the virtual world. So, you know, we have to move progress, everything progress, right? Mm-hmm. So, I do read these, but also I read a lot of Tafsir Quran and I all
1: see.
0: this. Psst. If you are an entrepreneur with a product or service for the Muslim market, let's get in touch. We are halal.ad, a marketing agency and ad network for the ever growing Muslim market. We can help you reach millions of Muslims to grow your business. Visit www.halal.ad for a 30-minute free consultation. Now back to the show.
2: So you have to find that, and determination means you will make time for to achieve that. So you don't want to give that get, give that up. And that's what when I talk about the determination, that determination required you intending to build a business. So you cannot build a business without reading some great business school produced books. So from Harvard Business School or any other school that that are written very good business that will guide you, help you to understand, learn experience of others. I just mentioned, you know, Hamdi's life. Obviously, you can ask me, I can tell you a bunch of other people's life that I study mm. to learn about it. Well, I'm not doing this business. Money doesn't attract me. I'm not, the, uh, because my life is so simple. If I have $1 billion, I, I eat same food, I dress same way, I drive same car, or if I have only a salary, the same. Why? Because that is not my motivation. Uh, and therefore, you're, you know, whatever you're intending to do, you have to make sure that you learn. Remember at the beginning what we said? the, the, the You know, if you are a Muslim, obviously mm-hmm. you're supposed to read because book orders you. You know, God Almighty orders you to read and says, Iqra, read and you have to read whatever you are dealing with. And I think motivation comes from there. I see. You want to be, you you want to play a role in this universe. And you want to be a positive. You want to be be, be a, a role model for your children. So each time when I speak in a community, my girls come and say, you know, say, oh, Baba, that was the best speech ever. <laughs> so I know that I did my job. So all I other see. people, you know, they don't know me. They don't know my private life. They don't know how how you know what i do in house but my kids do Absolutely. so if i inspire my own children then i know that i did something good or i'm able to to really really bring some changes in life Amazing. because these are my own kids they see my shortcoming they see my flaw i am a, a human being mm-hmm. and they are part of that and that is very important so you know that's very important your life have uh, consistency uh, consistency in your life and principled life um, it's very important to to see your role in this universe.
1: I see. I mean amazing. I mean
2: And that your motivation.
1: Absolutely. So it makes a lot of sense. So so this is where this is where intentions the Zakat Foundation started. And, alhamdulillah as of today. You guys are closing in nineteen years, almost twenty years, isn't it? It's been a long ride. Yes, it's yes, been a long ride. Yes, sure. It's been a long ride, Alhamdulillah. I mean, recently I I also discovered you published a book i think it's called uh it's called why don't you tell me tell us a little bit more about it. i think i just need nine yes. myths about charities something like that just tell us a bit more but i would like yes, to know yes.
2: thanks so much Maruf, i'm ho- i'm hoping i didn't you know confuse the readers starting with the humanitarian work and end up in <laughs> philosophy right <laughs> no no <laughs> so it's i mean the human philosophy.
1: rights comes because of philosophy right how you live how you look at the <laughs> life because <laughs> no, <no>. we <laughs> want to know why know you do things, things right? We want to understand why you do what you do. That always comes back to, you know, the purpose of life. That's okay. That's perfect.
2: Uh, Alhamdulillah. Now this book, the Muslim Muslim in in United States, as you know, the Islamophobia. I I call them Islamophobia cartel because it's a cartel <laughs> that make money out of <laughs> misery of Muslims. Okay, it's like a, like a mafia. <laughs> So these, these people make money out of uh, misery of Muslims. They sell trash for cash, right? And especially Muslim chari- charitable um, sector. So they talk so much about, and especially in the United States. So I thought since September 11, there were, you know, almost uh, 30 Muslim charitable organizations were mm-hmm. shut down. Their money were confiscated, and later on, government come and say, oh, we are sorry we make a mistake. By, by the time you say you are sorry you make mistake, a mistake, all these organization been destroyed, all the I money see. gone, millions of people were uh, receiving support and getting aid, these orphans and poor, uh, uh-huh. needy people then all their their services are stopped and go so i thought myself um for american people to learn what the muslim organization do i said okay i don't want other people tell my story i would like to tell our story ourselves absolutely so people are usually enemy of things they don't know so always we, we, you know, we talk, as you know, like in our culture to just uh, to bring your attention. We talk about so much about gin, right? Gin does that <laughs> and these Sometimes I tell my kids, you know, well, I've been living in this world 60 years. No gin ever bothered me. Yeah. No gin ever bothered me. But I know a lot of human beings make a lot of crap in this world. Yeah. But a story of unknown is always, always, you know, creating, creating a demon is very easy when people don't know you. Yeah. So I thought this book will, will remove that, uh, you know, that curtain on the Muslims. I tell American people, the Muslim charitable organization, only international humanitarian aid, around $450 million. That small Muslim community in the United States give this money. Mm. Okay? We are three to five million. Some Muslim love to exaggerate. Number says eight million. But you know, uh, approximately doesn't matter between eight Mm -hmm. and five million, and very small uh, small community Mm -hmm. in three hundred fifty million people. Right, we're very small
1: community. Mm -hmm.
2: But this small community gives four hundred fifty, closer to four hundred fifty million dollars for aid. I'm not talking about our mosques and our schools Mm -hmm. and our. We're just talking about just U.S.
1: charities, right? You're
2: just Just, talking about just U.S. Just U.S. Just United States, right? And. uh, and uh, most of the American people, when I say that, you know, uh, to, to the people in the churches and synagogues and so, or universities, people get astounded that the number is that high from uh, this small community. But that's the, that's the reality. So our community is very generous. Mm-hmm. And not everybody wealthy. It's not everybody, you know, like uh, Hamdi running uh, Chobani Yogurt, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not counting even the contribution of the companies, like, you mm-hmm. know, um, run by, 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 by Muslims. I'm not Talking about that, I'm talking regular 95 people, 95 percent, or, or ordinary people like you and I, salary mm. people, right? Mm. Small businesses and so, right? So I would like to. I thought I will tell that story to American people. Tell the American people we represent American values every single day in the world, and our aid goes doesn't go only to Muslims, goes everyone that needy and poor wherever mm-hmm. and whenever they are. Sure. We don't ask people's religion, we don't ask people' race, we don't ask from Africa to, to Asia, from, from um, United States to uh, Latin America. Our services go to everyone. And that is where I thought the book is very relevant and important. Since there are myths, a lot of stories about Muslim charities, so these nine myths answering nine, uh, through the nine stories to American people what, re, what reality is about mm-hmm. Muslim charities.
1: I see. I mean, of course, we don't expect you to the whole whole book. Can you tell us? Can you share at least one of them so people get you know if they want a little more? And we, of course, we'll share in the book notes where they really can get more. What would you say? One of the most very top myth about the Muslim charities. You would say, oh, I can. I maybe I can ask a question like uh, like you know, I, you know, as, as a part of business, we get a lot of questions. We we know what but the committee have- has. Go ahead.
2: Maru, do I have like one minute time extra?
1: Absolutely. I would like to,
2: I would like to read. I will write to read one page from the book to tell ab, um, absurdity of the of the situation of Muslims. So yes, please. Go organization ahead. Organization have to use use the bank services, right? Yeah. So we have to transfer money to to countries. So. When we deal the banking, you know, I I wrote a story here, a true story, and that is how banks actually treat the Muslim charitable organization. So the Muslims know we struggle hard to bring these services to Muslims. So story goes, my, my brother, it says, it is early Friday morning, September 22nd, 2006. I get a phone call from our bank saying I must come in immediately. The bank has said it cannot execute a crucial wire transfer I have sent to help Afghan refugees in Pakistan. I'm hoping to clear these up quickly. Local food suppliers need a get paid before our people can distribute, and provisions among the desperate population. Because it is Friday and I need to go to prayer, 1, 1 p.m., I am at the bank by 9.15 a.m. A bank officer who knows me ushers uh, a bank officer who knows me ushers me into her office and sits me down. I ask her about the transfer problem well Mrs. Demir, our bank make transfer cannot make the transfers because Pakistan is not a country. <laughs> I- I am momentarily stunned into silence. Is she giving me an early morning rubbing to lighting things up? No laugh. Her straight face shows no trace even of a smile. Ah, miss, I say. Well, you, you see, Pakistan is really a country. <laughs> I, uh, no, Pakistan is not a country. And we can only send wire transfers to recognised countries, Mr. Demir. I'm dumbstruck. Did something happen today to Pakistan? <laughs> Did it renounce its nation, nationhood, change its name? Was the entire country raptured, disappeared, like Evangelical were right after all? Did this just vanish? Is this one of those dream dreams where next thing, think, you know, I look down and I'm still in me, my pajamas or what? <laughs> uh, you know, ma'am. Really, Pakistan, you know, is a country. It is right over there by those other stand countries like Afghanistan, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, right above India on the map. Next, Iran, a little bit of China. Well, it doesn't border Tajikistan, really. There is a little strip. I'm sorry, Mr. Demir, Pakistan is not a country. We can not send money to place that does not have proper national channels. You understand, right? Right? No, ma'am. Honestly, we actually have done so much good relief work in Pakistan. It is a country. No, it does not appear on our list of countries. The ones we recognize, we can only transfer to recognized countries, right? No, ma'am. Really, Pakistan is part of United Nations. It is actually a big country with a lot of people. (laughs) At the moment, I swear this is true. She has this television um, television going high up on the wall. Who comes on it? Here walks up Prez- President George W. Bush on screen in press conference. And who strides up next to him? Parviz Musharraf, then mm-hmm. President of Pakistan. Does he know his country has gone missing? <laughs> it's a miracle, a sign. Problem is solved. There, there you see that the man on the left next to President Bush, he's President of Pakistan, the country. I'm very sorry, Mr. Demir, I know what you're trying to say, but I don't make this list, okay? Just Pakistan isn't a recognized country, so we cannot send your wire. I'm very, very sorry, really, sir. No way, you see the green flag next to the American flag has a light, uh, a crescent moon on it. That's Pakistan's flag, the country flag. The two presidents are meeting the two the two countries. Bush is, Bush is talking. He's saying the word Pakistan again and again and again. My hands are tight, Mr. Demir. It is not in my control. Let me put you in touch with the department that handles our wire transfer, okay? She makes a call. Oh, 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 I see. And she hangs up, smiles. I'm sorry, Mr. Demir, she laughs.
0: Do you struggle with deen and dunya balance in your life? Meet Salam.app, a Muslim social network where your ego, nafs, is not in the center. It is a place to feed your soul with daily inspiration, to make new Muslim friends and connect with Ummah. Visit www.salam.app and download free for your iPhone or Android.
2: Pakistan is a country, left again. That wire is fine. It is the Palestine oh, that
1: has
2: a problem. And I'm looking, I didn't know what to say. I, I say, well, it's going to be a long day.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> wow, that's an interesting story. <laughs> interesting. So this is something you guys have to <laughs> so, live with, don't you? Every day, I guess. And this
2: is how it goes. each story, you know, in myth, um, then actually is a long Obviously we we explain our relation with the bank and how mm. bank treats uh, Muslim charitable organization, what we have gone through, and so forth, and so on. yeah right uh, but this is this is the book that uh, tells American Muslim story, and uh, we hope that the world uh, will recognize oftentimes uh, also the Muslims in muslim Muslim world wouldn't know that American Muslims are contributing that much and giving that much mm-hmm. for the bringing the change to our communities around the world. Our responsibilities, we try to make sure that we are there for our communities and for Absolutely. the world. So we make world a better place every single day, Absolutely.
1: Alhamdulillah. So even though it says Zakat Foundation of America, it is like anyone can, I just want to make sure anyone can help them, help you, like anyone from Denmark or Europe or any parts of the world can donate and help you guys move forward, right? So it's not only for US Muslims, so it's open for everybody. That's good that's yeah, good to know so 90
2: percent of our our donors are are, are american muslims mm-hmm. or 95 percent, and we have a small sub- percentage of muslims around the world it's very easy to support our programs and also very easy visit our programs our projects you're welcome to be part of it mm-hmm. you don't need to donate to use our services uh, we provide, for example, the comprehensive zakat-related questions at our website. That is mm-hmm. a free service. We published book, uh, zakat handbook. For the Muslims in West, just making sure the Muslims give their zakat, mm-hmm. and you don't need to give to the Zakat Foundation, but please give your zakat. Absolutely. Mm, make sure that you know these, you, you you contribute to make this world better place. Mm-hmm. Our website is zakat.org. Very easy to remember: z a k a t .dot o r g. And you can make a contribution, or you can get more gather more information about us.
1: Absolutely. So, as a last question, I would this is something I would like to see. Where would you like to? I mean, I mean, so far what you have done, your team has done. Alhamdulillah, it's it's amazing job. And may Allah may accept this, and may Allah have this Ameen. as 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 ever long, long-standing legacy for you and your team for many, many years to come. And may Allah, you know, increase or grow Ameen. faster. I just like to know where would you like to see Zakat Foundation in five to ten years? What would you like to see? What's upcoming for Zakat Zakat Foundation? Can you, if you can share, of course.
2: What's yeah, of course. Alhamdulillah, we. Our hope and pray that whatever we did, we will be accepted by Lord of Heaven and Earth, and we pray that He sure. will accept our deeds, and purify us. And uh, we hope that our deeds will bring goodness to the world um the future of the zakat foundation we are hoping that the zakat foundation will become one of the leading american muslim organization we are hoping that the american people that are 350 uh, million people every year american people donate um, 100 um, 450 or 500 billion dollar to the charitable organization different forms mm-hmm. we are hoping that the zakat foundation become for american people one of the most trusted organizations that they can trust us they can they can you know they can send their aid through us because we believe our organization does stand for the Uh, Average American, average American that uh, intended to see the world a better place, and our organization does exactly that. The values of American people, because I walk in the street of America every single day. Yesterday, I was in a meeting as uh, we supposed to have this conference yesterday. We have thousand leaders. I was among these thousand leaders uh, from the churches, from the synagogues, Mm -hmm. even our governor, governor of Illinois, uh, Mr. Prisker was there in in that meeting. Mm -hmm. And these thousand people. We were there. We were talking about the rights, workers' rights. We were talking mm-hmm. about the, the poverty. We were talking about, you know, um, housing, affordable housing in Chicago. We were talking about. Uh, homelessness in chicago mm-hmm. and 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 in illinois so we are hoping that you know america will see zakat foundation one of the organizations that play a role here in chicago in united states and around the world when they donate to us when they support when they visit our our projects they see before they see us as a muslim they see us as a human being mm-hmm. as a humanitarian and the work we do and support us to make this world better place and i'm hoping I'm, I'm thinking, inshallah, Zakat Foundation will reach that level Inshallah. the leading humanitarian. We
1: haven't, we haven't really mentioned those things, but I think I, for listeners, I really encourage you to go and check it out, uh, zakat.org. And when you scroll down, I, I, and I know this for a fact, is check out because Brother Hali is being very humble. Check out what they stand for. Check out other like third-party credit ratings. They are one of the top-rated charities all of these years. So even though he's speaking, he's not mentioning that, but I, I know for sure for a fact that you should go. I think they're, I think you're already on your way there. You're already one of the most trusted charities. May Allah accept accepted. And uh, you're right. I think this is the best form of Dawah, right? We go and help people. Be- people begin Inshallah. to care. Yeah. who are these people, why are they are helping us, and they try to find out. Islam and hopefully it will be the it will heavily you know will be heavy on your scales on the day of that's coming for sure yeah. so I am grateful for sharing your life lessons I'm grateful for sharing your you know valuable lessons t- with us so hopefully we will learn from this and you know we will get into good competition and most of our younger generation will go and create more charities, create more companies to help more people in need all and around the world.
2: Marv, maybe I, I add something please. Yeah, so go ahead. Our headquarters in Chicago, our headquarters in Chicago, but our offices all around US. Mm-hmm. Most states we have our. So European Muslims, when you are visiting the United States, please, please be our guest. So we have always strong Turkish, Turkish <laughs> coffee, obviously. But also you can w- witness our work in inner city Chicago and in the United States, the role that we play, alhamdulillah, in our community. So please be our guest. You are welcome
0: to come.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Having said that, right. assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: Dear listener, based on many requests from our listeners, we are launching a Muslims on Fire Academy. It's for those who want to do more than just listening. It's for those who not only want to be inspired, but to be one of the Muslims on Fire as well. It's for those who want to discover their purpose in life, follow their dreams, and live in prosperity. If this is you, join us for a journey of a lifetime. The introduction course is free. Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com Learn more at academy.muslimsonfire.com For show notes and questions for episodes, please visit www.muslimsonfire.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Google, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like our show, please rate, share with friends, and leave a review. With your help, it will enable us to reach more people and change their lives for the better. Stay tuned. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum.